0: Hey everybody, get ready for another exciting episode of Hey It's History right here with our ninth grade class as we are going to take you through an awesome journey through time. My name is Mr. Sill
1: and I'm Mrs. Numair and we're going to take a couple minutes to introduce our students to you. Hi, I'm Mary,
2: Hi, I'm Alona, Hi, I'm Jenna, Hi, I'm Morgan. (laughs)
0: and there you have it the fab four as we are ready to take you through this awesome journey through time so buckle up get ready our topic today is uh how did the geography and religion impact both the byzantine and the islamic empires so let's do this all right so here we go so our first question we're going to look at is the byzantine empire and its geography and the impact of geography. So Mary, tell us a little bit about the basic geography of the Byzantine Empire.
3: Um, The Roman Empire split into two separate empires. The Eastern Roman Empire became known as the Byzantine Empire. Um, It ruled most of Eastern and Southern Europe
0: throughout the Middle Ages. Good, and Jenna, you have something more to add to that?
3: Um, Constantinople was the largest and wealthiest in Europe and they also gained territory under
0: Justinian. Right, and you gotta remember that the Roman Empire collapses, but only the Western half, right? I mean, Rome goes down, but Constantinople does not. And of course, there's geographic reasons why, among others, but that's one of the reasons why it is uh, it is saved, right? Do mm-hmm. um, You wanna add anything to that, Mrs. Um
1: Well, I think we're gonna get to this, but the fact that Constantinople also had a central location made it a crossroads. Um, for the world
0: absolutely and so the impact of their location like we, we know that the romans knew that constantinople was probably a safer bet because they split the empire right and constantine of course sets up the city justinian later on becomes sort of uh um you know the, the benefactor of all of this um, but how does the their geography actually save them you know what's the impact of that so maybe you could tell us a little bit about that there
3: um so since it was in the middle of the Black Sea and the um, Mediterranean Sea, the trade routes were kind of going through it, so they were impacted from that.
0: Right, right. And Jenna, what else happened as a result?
3: That caused the empire to become very wealthy due to the taxes they charged between the trading.
0: Right, and the thing about the city, not only was it a hub for trade, as Mrs. Nemair said and you guys had mentioned, but also it was a peninsula, the city itself right? And this way, a peninsula, of course, is three sides surrounded by water, right? Three sides of it surrounded by water. So it was a lot easier to defend because they just had to build a wall and focus their defense on one spot. The rest of it was naturally protected by the water. And so when the nomads came, these barbarians came knocking the door, it was very difficult for them to break through the great walls that they created around the city to protect themselves. And that's how they were able to survive. Of course, they also use other tactics like bribery and intermarriage and you know, showcasing their, their strengths sometimes. But for the most part, the geography uh, helped a lot, right? Anything else we want to mention about that?
3: <laughs> well,
0: But I think it's interesting we're going to see that it seems as though the that the Byzantine Empire was always on, in a state of defense. And yeah, Justinian is, what the, is one of the, maybe the outliers who goes out and goes on offense, but it doesn't last long. But they always can rely on Constantinople as being their their strong hub of defense, and it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a thousand years later for them to finally lose it to the Ottoman Empire. We'll talk about that much later. All right, so now we look at the Byzantines. Let's take a look at the Islamic side now, the Islamic Empire that formed, and how their geography impacted them and their growth. So Alana, tell us a little bit about their geography.
3: Since Islam is lo- located near many oceans and expands from southern Asia to northern Africa, there was a lot of trade coming in and out of Islam. They were also located near oases, which are little pockets of water in the desert, which allows them to spread and gain more trade.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, here they are sort of, you know, in a desert-like area, and... They were in between two empires, right, Mrs. it
1: Right, so the, the Bedouins were not united, they were in between the Byzantine and the Persian empires because they didn't really identify with either group.
0: Exactly, and here they are, they're, they're traders, they're merchants, they're camel caravans, they're going through deserts to village to village, and they're kind of looking for an identity even though they don't realize they're looking for an identity because nothing really unifies them until Muhammad comes along, right? And uh, here's the voice of God, Gabriel visits him, and he starts to u- use this religion as a uniting force. Right? We'll talk more about the impact of the religion. But the geography helps it expand, Right? as Alana was saying, there's not a lot of natural barriers that prohibit them from, from this idea of flowing. And the message of Islam is sort of welcomed by the Bedouins who are looking for this common identity. Uh, Now, there were some that disagreed, and he initially had to fight a few battles, but once that's destroyed, once he goes back to Mecca and destroys the idols, most people begin to follow this this message and follow his his rule, his uh, beliefs. So we'll get into that in a moment, but certainly the geography had a major impact because it seemed like it led to them to be more on the offensive than the defensive. We saw the Byzantines more on the defensive. But the geography of the Muslims is going to allow them to push out of the deserts and into these areas of the Persian Empire, and Northern Africa, and almost to Constantinople itself. Although they're not able to get Constantinople because it is a defensive uh, city. So it's kind of interesting how the two meet right there. All right. Let's move on. All right. Now let's take a look at the impact of religion and how religion impacted the Byzantine Empire and the Muslim empires. So first, we'll start off with the Byzantine Empire. And uh, Janet, do you uh, give us some information about the Byzantines?
3: Um, Christianity had become the main religion of the Roman Empire, and they followed the teaching of Jesus, for example, the Ten Commandments and the Bible.
0: Exactly. And that's the one institution that really survives the fall of Rome. And not only does it stay in Rome, but it actually goes to other uh, places throughout the empire and survives. Mm. Right. And uh, Mary, what else do you about the faith here?
3: The Catholic Church split, which was called the Great Chisholm of 1054.
0: Absolutely. And that's the problem that happened because you have like five major cities that were the hubs of Christianity. And the two major ones were Rome and Constantinople. The leader of Rome was called the Pope, and the leader of Constantinople was the Patriarch. And both of these men, um, they collided, they clashed with their ideas. They had different languages. In in Rome, they spoke Latin, and in uh, Constantinople, they spoke Greek. And there were some other spiritual, scriptural problems that they had, but ultimately it was about power. The Pope wanted to be the ruler of all Christianity, and the Patriarch did not like that. So eventually, they had an argument and they excommunicated one another, splitting the church up to the modern day, right? Making an uh, interesting, enduring issue. And so, uh, religion had a huge impact, huge role in the empire, how it was run, how it was controlled, how it was established. And um, it also impacted their cultural values, right? The culture, their art. Mary?
3: Um, they drew. Pictures, paintings, and mosaics, which were a type of art, and it was mostly about, um, like, God and the um, the religion.
1: Mm-hmm. And this even impacted their architecture. So, like, the churches, like the Hagia Sophia, which was the largest church, was also a symbol of the strength of Justinian and the Byzantine Empire.
0: Exactly, Hagia Sophia still stands today. It's one of the oldest structures man made in the world. And uh, it has a unique history we'll talk about another time, but yeah, originally it was built as a, like you said, a powerful symbol of Christianity as a, as basically saying that the hub of Christianity moved from Rome and now it's in Constantinople. Right? So I think that's that's pretty interesting. And then of course, it also influences their foreign policy, their religions, right, Jenna?
3: Um, yeah, throughout the Middle Ages of the Byzantine Empire, they fought the Muslims for control Of the Eastern
0: Mediterranean. Exactly, we'll talk more about this later when we talk about the Crusades. As the Muslims grew in power, they began to threaten Christianity, threaten the Eastern Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church, who would unite together to fight the Muslims, and we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks. Yeah, the other thing that we should mention is that they, the, the Byzantine Empire influenced other cultures, they were missionaries, and some of the monks would spread Christianity, and the most famous place that they influenced was Russia. Russia was a new, uh, upcoming civilization, and two monks, Cyril and Methodius, went uh, to visit those people, and not only to develop trade, but also to influence their religious, religious values. And eventually, uh, the monk Cyril, he would actually take the language of the Russians Convert it into an alphabet, Cyrillic alphabet, which is still used today, and then translated the Bible into Cyrillic and, and converted the people of Russia to Christianity. And therefore, today they still have the Russian Orthodox Church because of this connection. So, again, the Byzantines influencing other societies, huge impact on the world. All right, now let's talk about again how religion impacted the Islamic empires. And we have Morgan who gives a little breakdown on uh, the religion, the faith itself.
2: Okay, so mon- monotheistic religion was the type of religion that was, like, practiced mostly in Islam. And it basically is, like, where everyone only believes in one God, and they believe that Muhammad is the messenger of God. And overall, this religion has 1.8 billion followers, which is 24.1% of the world's population who are known, of the, who are known as the Muslims. Um this empire, no, this religion impacted their empire. Like Islam spread through military conquest, trade, pilgrimage, and missionaries.
0: Okay, yeah, you you get right into the impact as well. Like that's mm-hmm. great, um, because certainly they did use their military might to to take over land. Now the big controversy is that they forced people to convert through the sword, and many scholars say no, they did not. That they conquered the land, and then eventually over time, people began to convert. Because they liked the message, they were attracted by what it's meant, the justice aspect of it, right? And some of them they find economic benefits because they weren't taxed if they were Muslim. If they were non Muslim, they were taxed, right? So that's uh, that's very good. Now, can you just mention real quick the five pillars of faith? I know you had that. Yeah. What are the five pillars of faith?
2: Um, it's where they recognize that there's only like one God to pray to. And they pray five times a day, they fast, they give to the poor, and they make Pilgrimage for Mecca.
0: Excellent, that's right. Those are the five things they must do to be uh, Muslims um, on a daily basis, except for the pilgrimage to Mecca. Okay.
1: And so, similar to the great split that we see um, in the Catholic Church, we also see this after the death of Muhammad. So, there is a split, and we then have the Sunnis and the Shiites.
0: Right, and that baffles people even to the modern day uh, because. A lot of times you can't tell the difference between a Sunni and a Shiite and some of their beliefs are very similar. They do all, all follow the five pillars of faith on a daily basis. Um, but the big difference was that caused the split was that the Sunnis believed that anyone can be the leader of the caliph, right? Whereas the, the Shiites believe that uh, only a blood relative of Muhammad coming from the line of Ali could be the, the caliph and the head of the religion. So that led to conflicts, civil wars at times and a break of the faith. So once again, we have both the Byzantine Empire having the great schism of 1054, breaking their religion, causing problems. And the same thing here in the Muslim world, we have a religious split with the Sunnis and the Shiites. And so, this is an enduring issue throughout time is how religion can split people apart. Uh, Sometimes bring them together, but also bring them apart. Uh, what, What else did it influence though? I think it influenced the other parts of their culture as well.
3: Yeah,
2: there are, which, not like believe that drawing was a religious they only believed in drawing religious figures rather than shapes
3: and so
1: we see again a lot of their artwork it spreads into architecture and um in the islamic empire we have uh the mosque like the dome of the rock
0: yeah i know the great mosque at damascus in baghdad and uh, the thing is, they, you can see the influence of the Romans and the Greeks with the columns, the arches, the domes. And then they put their own spin and twist on it by using Byzantine mosaics and then, of course, geometric shapes. So it's a really nice combination of all those cultures coming together, which we call cultural diffusion. Yes. <laughs> So I think we covered a lot today. Obviously, there's a lot more to this, but it's a good start looking at the Byzantine Empire and the Islamic Empire during this post-classical time. So uh, Mrs. Numaire, what do you want to say to the world out there?
1: Enjoy this podcast. We hope you um, absorb a lot about this topic and have a great night.
0: All right. And we'll, everybody will say a little goodbye message right now. So starting with Jenna.
3: Hi.
0: <laughs> Mary.
3: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. 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 All right, you heard it from here. Shout out to our period 1 Global 9 class. We'll see you next time.